0: Hey, this is Shannon Wilkinson of Getting to Good Enough. And we wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before daily life changed so significantly from coronavirus. And we thought it would still be useful for you and wanted to share it, but please keep this in mind that it was recorded at a very different time in, in our lives. Thank you. And today, we're talking about the word should and how it's intertwined with perfectionism.
1: Hey, Hey Shannon. How are you?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm great, too. I'm back from Salt Lake City and happy to be home. I left snow and arrived in 68 degree temperatures oh my gosh you left snow when? in st louis no snow in salt lake city it was snowing oh. hard. and three and a half hours later i was in 68 degrees ne- temperature. And two <laughs> so hours weird. later two and a half hours right because i lost an hour <laughs> uh, yeah so that was nice um yeah so i'm glad to be home
0: oh good well it's always it i it's weird because you're you were closer when you were in Salt Lake City, but I felt like you were also gone. Like, I, oh. know, I, don't, I don't know how my mind plays, you know what my mind is doing there. But it's
1: like I'm well, I, happy that you're home too. Thank you. I know when you're traveling, and I know I'll get a big taste of this when you go to Portugal. <laughs> it's like I know you're busy doing other things, so I can't just bug you constantly with texts. Or if I can, <laughs> I can, but I risk being ignored, which is horrible. <laughs> so maybe there was a little bit of that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah i don't know but i'm glad you had a good trip yes thank you yeah uh, i'm very glad that my talk that i gave is behind me i had a, a really good time giving it but um it was a big relief when it was over because i got myself a little what preoccupied shall we say <laughs> with yeah. it. yeah <laughs>
0: Everything I can tell it was well received and Roots Tech live tweeted
1: it. Yeah, woot woot. That wasn't a that's big surprise. That's that nice. awesome. Yeah, it was fun to glance at my Twitter feed after it was over and see I had all these notifications that were actually about me. You know? Do you yeah. get notifications about other people all the time? I do. Like people I read all the time but they were actually my notifications Um, that was nice (laughs) yeah that was that was great and people were really nice i mean the whole thing is so well organized and the people who organize the speakers are unbelievably nice and well organized so as an organizer that was really gratifying and uh, then the audience members were terrific and i had like just under 300 people in the audience and wow yeah, a bunch of people. I got a lot of good feedback from people.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Good. And
1: and you got an idea for today's episode. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's right, because my talk was called The Imperfect Genealogist. So I was talking a lot about the podcast and about letting go of perfectionism in genealogy research for certain aspects of our research. And people, like, stood in line afterward, a bunch of people, to tell me that they found it valuable and to share what well, they got out of it. And what the biggest sense I got from people was that A, they kind of felt understood, <laughs> and yeah. B, that they um, maybe even, well, that, I, that there were things they felt they should be doing in their genealogy research that they were resisting, like super formal source citations, for example, and that I sort of gave them permission to let it be good enough. And that was a big relief for them.
0: Yeah, I imagine. Because, I mean, specifically to genealogy, that can really trip you up. Yeah. Um, But shoulds like that in general are really, um, can weigh heavy on you if you feel like you should be doing something a certain way.
1: Absolutely. Especially if it's a way that, you know, society expects, or you feel that society expects, and it's not the way that you naturally want to do something. Right. Yeah, I see this with my... Organizing clients a lot where, you know, people who are, um, you know, highly respected members of society and who feel as though their house should be perfect just because they're highly respected members of society and feel just all this should about uh, how, you know, much clutter or stuff they should have or not have or what have you. Or mm-hmm. I get it about, I hear it I, and I feel it about how th- things should be done. Oh, yeah, show is one of my least favorite words. I try yeah. really hard not to use. It. I, I I'd like to think I don't use it with my clients. I mean, it's like I've managed to get it out of my vocabulary when I speak to clients. Right, but that takes some effort. And it it's, does. and I I know
0: for me it still sneaks in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but and and mostly it sneaks in, you know, when I'm when I'm having conversations with myself. <laughs> right, <laughs> which you know, I think I have really um, uh, I'm not sure I could say I've eliminated I would like to think so, but I'm guessing that I've really reduced the amount that I use the word should with anyone
1: else. But I do find it sneaking in to my self-talk a lot. <clears throat> Mine too. Yeah, if um, I'm being honest, it's true. It's so funny I, that I can be kind to other people and not use it, but yet I'll still use it with myself. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and what's funny about it is it doesn't feel mean on the surface, mm-hmm. but it certainly does have a sort of a um, a judgmental mean feeling Not buried not too far
1: underneath of it. Yeah, it, it sort of hides the word, you're not doing it right. That's not a word. Um, yeah. Inadequacy, that's the word I was trying to come <laughs> up with. <laughs> the phrase and they work, yeah, exactly. But it, it does sort of indicate that if you're telling yourself you should do something, that you're not doing it, and mm-hmm. that that's bad. When right, that's not necessarily the case. And there is yeah. no should for so many things. I mean, there's there's no one way to do genealogy research, keep house, um, everything. I mean, there's like there's ways you should drive, perhaps that involve. Safety and courtesy. Yeah, but, and yeah. following the law. and Right. The, I have to just mention that my Uber driver uh, ran a red light the other day. Oh, seriously? Mm, seriously, yep. Not a good way to start the day. Yikes. Yeah. But. Luckily, it was very, very early in the morning, and there was nobody else out. So he should have driven better, and I have no problem saying that. He should stop at red lights. We should all stop at red lights. But there are so many shoulds that are not that cut and dried, right? Right. Well, and um, in that case, I think you
0: definitely can change should to need. You need to stop at red lights. Nice.
1: (laughs) Yes. Interesting. But it feels different, doesn't it? It does there's no judgment in it right yeah it's just sort of a statement of fact yeah really you must stop at red lights Mm -hmm. also works (laughs) yeah that particular case
0: yeah but so that's a that's an interesting way to think about it like if you if you find should coming up in in either your self-talk or when you're talking to someone else or someone else is talking to you, thinking about what word you could substitute
1: that feels better to you. Mm-hmm. And need is good. What, I, what I'll um, usually substitute if I'm talking to somebody else, when I'm avoiding the word should, mm-hmm. is might consider. Yeah, might might consider consider. is
0: is good when you're talking when you're sort of presenting an option for somebody, Mm
1: -hmm. right, or a suggestion, Mm -hmm. which is feels so much better on the receiving end than should or on the giving end too. But I'd much rather hear somebody say, "Well, have you ever considered doing this?" versus "You should do this," right? Yeah, it's a to me it's a big difference in in. how it well how it lands for me personally cuz i don't like to be told what to do <laughs> <So>. <laughs> me neither that yeah. nothing riles up
0: my inner toddler
1: like being told what to do <laughs> you we're exactly the same so you and i work well together we don't tell each other what to do right getting,
0: and we you manage know, to get stuff done and that's the irony of my work and also your work too is people think that I give people advice and I
1: tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not at all what I do. Right. But that's really sometimes perhaps why they hire you. Because they and think I'm going to tell them what me. to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I, yeah. Do. I do have clients uh, pretty regularly go like, just tell me what to do.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that as well. It, 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 for certain clients, it's frustrating when I won't tell them what to do. But yeah. I won't, and nor will you. (laughs) (laughs) But we can. You especially—that's your whole skill set—is helping people figure out what they want to do, right? What they should do, if you will. Yes. Then it's coming from them, right? Well, yeah. What feels
0: what feels like the um, most useful way to move forward for them, or to handle a particular situation, or whatever—and and and it's Mm -hmm. different for everyone—and. And you know we do we do make suggestions and give advice on this podcast, but that's because we're sp- a lot
1: of times speaking in more generalities. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not talking one on one to our audience. Yeah. Like we are in our work. Right.
0: Right. Right. Where you know we can the this we have a specific situation that we're responding to. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's interesting. I'm thinking about like all the different ways that should shows up. And I think the biggest one for me is
1: um, personally is around marketing my business. Oh, interesting. Is marketing your business something you don't enjoy thinking about or doing? <laughs> well,
0: it certainly isn't when I think I should be doing it in a particular way that I don't want to be
1: doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? When there when the word should is met with resistance, mm-hmm. there there's a huge clue about the right. thing that's being suggested. Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then, you know, when
0: I think, well, I do like to do this other thing, I should just do that. And then I think, oh, but that's not the right way. You know, and it's funny, like it all gets all tangled up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there, <coughs> do you have a magic wand for p- cutting through that uh, spider web?
0: Well, I think it comes back to what we always talk about is getting in touch with why it's important to you. And so, you know, in my case, it's why is marketing important to me? And it's because I want to be able to help more people. I want to be able to I want to make it easier for the people who um, would benefit the most from working with me to find me. Mm-hmm. And when I start thinking about it in those terms, then it sort of the whole idea of marketing falls away and all of these shoulds fall away and i just think about how do i want to communicate with the people that could benefit the most from working with me which is a completely different feeling right completely different than i
1: should be doing this i should be doing this particular kind of marketing right yeah isn't that interesting so yep once again it goes down comes back to knowing why something is important to you right And so and and then um,
0: allowing yourself to move forward with the information you gain from from that, from knowing why Mm -hmm. something's important to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I think you talked about this in your in your um, imperfect genealogy talk about how. if someone is stuck in, with a should, that knowing why they're doing what they're doing can help them move past that.
1: Mm-hmm. I sure did talk about that, yeah. Yeah, so if you feel that stuckness with should, think about, go, go back to w- what's important to me about this situation or about this mm-hmm. thing I'm trying to accomplish, and then find an alternate route or an alternate, even just an alternate way to think about it alternative way to think about it um can make all the difference in the world and can just get you unstuck yeah yeah Yeah. well i mean just just thinking considering the
0: example i just gave like the difference between um i should do more marketing for my business and i want to communicate with the people who would benefit the most from working with me Like the feeling behind those two is so different, Mm -hmm. even though they may result in me doing
1: exactly the same thing. (laughs) Right, yeah. But they change the way you feel about doing that thing and also make that other thing, make that thing feel more filled with ease, right? Right, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, there's no resistance to that. Like why wouldn't I wanna communicate with people?
1: Yeah. I like communicating with people. Especially people who would benefit from your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the more, uh, the less resistance we can have in our life, the better. Right. <laughs> right. Let it be easy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. So true. So true. I mean, there there are no extra bonus points for something being difficult.
1: Right. It's or I should say more difficult than it needs to be. Right. Yeah, sometimes things are difficult regardless, but yeah, building ease into it is so helpful and okay. it's just amazing what this what a silver bullet this getting in touch with why something is important to you thing is, right? I mean, it really oh, literally yeah. comes up in almost every episode and it comes up spontaneously. It's not like right. we plan this. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if we tried to plan it ahead yeah, of time? how can we work this in? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking about, I mean, there's so many different things. I have one client who, you know, there's the things that, the sort of the tasks that she's struggled with, uh, almost all of them, all of the struggle has about, been around feeling like she should be doing it a particular way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and when you know I come in, I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. You just do it the way that allows you to get it done. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know, let go of all these preconceived ideas about how things should look or should be or you know, what the right way way is to do it. And
1: let's figure out how you can get it done. And with as much enjoyment or ease as possible. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Like, you know, you're just saying the more that things take so much energy. It just feels like things take so much energy right now. If we can not spend energy on resistance, you know, fighting resistance, And we can put those powers for good. Or or
1: simple relaxation. Right. (laughs) Think of all all the time that we spend fretting about stuff. If we could just let it be easy and do the stuff with ease and spend the rest of that extra time yeah, helping society or watching TV. (laughs) Um, As the case may be. (laughs) <laughs> As the case may be, or both, by writing postcards yeah. of orders while you watch TV. Right. Um, then, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, there's a lot of good in that. A lot of good in that. Makes me yeah. want to look at my should list. I don't, obviously don't have a list called a should list, but I should take a look. Huh? I would <laughs> like to take a look at my task list and see what are the implicit shoulds in it. And it might be an interesting a little analysis about reframing things. Yeah. Or even just letting go of some things. Right. I know. If
0: you look if if we all took a moment to look at our to do lists and got rid of everything on there that was a should.
1: hmm How freeing would that be? That's a fun a fun notion. I'm in the in the need of I have whew, can't talk. I want to look at my various task lists and consolidate. So this might be a good um, a good exercise to do while I'm doing that. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's a great idea.
0: Um, and the other thing is that, that, that just reminded me of, because I was thinking about the things that are on my task list that we talked about a little bit um, before we started recording and and I was just sort of running those through my head. And I was like, "Oh, I should do this before I head out of town." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, really?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and just thinking about it, well, I would like to get it done before I go out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it, it takes the pressure off but not in a like it doesn't matter but more in a it's me taking responsibility as opposed to feeling like there's a external force
1: that is putting pressure on me to do it in a certain Mm -hmm. time frame right anytime it can come from within you instead of somebody else press putting pressure on you that's better yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean in intrinsic motivation is um uh i'm trying to think of a word uh it's just more supportive uh and it and it makes thing it does bring ease to things you know it's Mm -hmm. like it's putting you back in a position of choice right which um Although it that always feels you know, that, better
1: to have choice. What's uh, that? Have, it always feels better to feel like you have a choice, as long as, yes. it, for me, as long as there's not too many choices, um, <clears throat> rather than feeling like you ha- have no choice in, in paths to follow. Right.
0: Yeah. I, you know, a, a couple choices <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Or I'm choosing to do this. Oh, this just remind me of a conversation I had once with a client where, um, she was really sort of stressed out about all the things that she was doing before going to work and it was like well i have to do this and i should do that and and i said well what happens if you say i choose to mm. and it really shifted everything for her cuz she was, was like nice. oh i i have to you know make this you know make a particular a healthy breakfast for my kids. And she was really resentful of it. And when she <laughs> changed it to, I choose to, it completely shifted it. And then she could also choose not to and not feel bad about it. But she most of the time, to she to give still, them
1: an unhealthy breakfast.
0: Well, she could choose to just give them a plain breakfast. <laughs> ah. Um, so, you know, it was, a, it, so it just gave her, a possibility, and nothing actually like what the kids ended up eating every morning didn't shift significantly. Just how she f- felt about felt it about and how it. her mornings felt shifted.
1: Right. Wow. So I think that's powerful. I think, yeah,
0: I think there's a lot of ways that we can explore this and using the shoulds as a clue for as an opportunity to. Uh, explore, try different language um, tr- figure out why something is important to you and to put yourself back in a place of choice
1: mm-hmm. I like that, put yourself back in a place of choice you got away with the words, Shannon
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad we're recording this because I would never remember <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, they come out and then they're out in the world and they never come back into my head, I feel. <laughs> no, it's
1: not true. You just don't remember until they start coming out again. Right. right. It's always spontaneous.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 So
1: anything else you want to say about shoulds? Just take, take note of when you hear that word coming out of your mouth and see if you can think of a more um what uh, a kinder way to phrase it to yourself or others mhm
0: well and also i think I, coming up with a word that more accurately reflects what you what you're saying mhm right um cuz th- that it just has so much it can have so much power yeah Great. Well, we want to hear from you, our listeners. Um, Do you find yourself using should a lot? And what areas of your life do you use should? Uh, We would love to hear from you on our website in the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com, on social media, or on Facebook and Instagram at Getting to Good Enough, and on Twitter at GTG Enough. And you can always call the hotline and leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843. But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that Good Enough is getting easier for you.
1: joke about shoulds but i don't know what it would be well you said should is the you felt we should make a joke about shoulds so
0: that's that was kind of a joke, joke
1: right there oh you made <laughs> 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 that's hilarious <laughs> it's a good one when i had to try to oh my god